Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Please sure you're checking out all the weekly episodes. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about Alabama and Tennessee. It was an exciting game. They had Alabama comes away with a big win, but it was a tough, earned win. Uh, it was a hard-fought game. Uh, we're also going to talk about, was this an audition for Coach Lane Kiffin? Well, he's coaching at Old Miss, but he played LSU. Was this an audition for the LSU job that's going to be opened up at the end of the year? And is Oklahoma actually that good? Or did they just overlook Kansas? Or did Kansas actually play well and give them their best shot that they could? We're going to discuss all of that today on this episode. Before we dive in, again, check out all the weekly episodes. Please subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Follow it wherever you listen to your podcast in audio form, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you listen, you're going to find it there. I know if you follow it on Apple and Spotify, it's going to notify you when a new episode drops. You can also find this podcast at the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com. You can find this podcast, tons and tons of other podcasts, blogs, anything on fantasy sports, outside sports, anything like that. Go to bellyupsports.com, subscribe to that channel, subscribe to that website, subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. Also, this podcast and the Bet Sports podcast uh, work with BetUS. If you go to BetUS-BellyUpSports and use the code JOIN125 and do a minimum deposit of $100, you're going to get 125% signing bonus, which is free money. Who does not like free money? This betting website has same-game parlays. You can bet on money lines. Uh, in-game bets, all for sports, and there's also a casino side of it. So with that 125% sign-up bonus, 100% is going to go to the sports betting side, 25% is going to go to the casino betting side, blackjack, poker, anything you can play in a casino is on there. So again, you use the link in the description below. Do a minimum deposit of $100. Use the code JOIN125. You're going to get 125% sign-up bonus, free money. And 100% is going to go to sports betting. 25% is going to go to casino betting. Also, 
if you're in the market for sunglasses for you guys that live on a beach, uh, or if you're in the Midwest or in the North like me, and the snow is coming, winter is coming, uh, and you need the sunglasses to keep the sun out of your eyes, the sand out of your eyes, the pesky snow when it's very bright. You know, people that live down south just don't understand. They don't understand that the snow can be very bright with the sun reflecting off of it and you're driving or you're just out there trying to shovel or anything else. You guys in the south or the west have it pretty easy. You don't know what the sun is like. So this is going to go towards those people. The people that the snow is coming, you need Yeet sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z. If you go to... Use go to yeetsofficial.com, check out all their sunglasses. They have cool looking sunglasses, all different types of models, all different types of styles. And if you got a fat head like me where we gotta keep all our stuff in our big brains, uh, they have styles for everybody, even with a bigger head. They're stylish. It actually helps your vision a lot better. It does not stain. Um, I guess you guys out in the West, you're on the beach, you're surfing, it gets, you know, the water doesn't stick to it, the sand stays out of your eyes. Um, if you see a stingray coming at you, it's going to help you see the stingray. You see a shark coming at you while you're out there. You're going to be able to see the shark a lot better. That's how much better your vision becomes when you actually put them on. Uh, you know, when the, when Donna, 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 Donna starts coming at you, you're training for a sport. Anybody that's, you know, training for baseball, college football, anything like that. These glasses are great. They're sweatproof. They're waterproof. They're able to handle all of that type of stuff. Motorcycle rides, bikes, anything. These sunglasses, you could even sleep in them. They're that comfy. You could sleep in them. You could never take them off. You could be a sunglasses person the rest of your life. If you go to yeetsofficial.com, use the code CSS, you're going to get 10% off your order. And also this company cares about the planet. They do uh, beach cleanup programs, other community outreach programs, anything like that. And they're willing to listen to other programs that they should deposit their money to. So you're actually saving the planet. So every time you don't buy sunglasses a beach doesn't get clean uh kids don't get any money uh anything like that there's garbage all over the place we got to clean the streets up we got to clean everything up so when you don't buy them you, nothing gets clean so go to yeetsofficial.com the link will be in the description below use the code css get 10 percent off your order let's get style let's keep the sun out of our eyes let's go save the planet so alabama played tennessee old miss played lsu and oklahoma played kansas we are going to start with Oklahoma. Oklahoma can play Kansas. At halftime of this Oklahoma Sooner game against Kansas, I'm going to say this again, Kansas was 10-0 Kansas. Then in the third quarter, Oklahoma wakes up a little bit and scores 14, but Kansas scores 7. Okay, it's now 17-14 Kansas. Then Oklahoma kind of wakes up. Now, first of all, Oklahoma, you ruined my parlay. You know, I took the 38. So, Kansas, congratulations to you, Oklahoma. You ruined my parlay. Thanks so much. So, the big question is, is Oklahoma overrated? Now, it seems like they're overrated every year. Now, I guess it depends on your definition of overrated. Overrated is, do they play a tough schedule? Are they beating teams the way they're supposed to? And all that stuff. I don't think Oklahoma's offense has ever been considered overrated. Now, there is some turmoil. There's some things going on. You know, uh, you got Williams starting a quarterback, and Spencer Rattler's probably going to enter the transfer portal. Um, rumors that he doesn't care about the team and all that stuff. We're not going to speculate too much. But from watching him on that show on Netflix, I could probably tell you it's probably true that he does not care about the team. He cares about himself. But that's neither here or there. We don't really 100% know him. But the offense in the first half was not very they not click. And here's what happens. So when Williams comes in in the second half of Texas, 
Nobody has film on him. They don't know how Lincoln Rye's going to call plays. Comes in, calls plays, you know, everything else. Next game, there's none, they don't have much film, but just a little bit. They have to adjust. So Kansas has now a whole game film of him and a half. So Kansas has all this film on him. They're able to um, game plan for him. But the thing is, it's Kansas. I think Illinois would come in and rush for 500 yards, 600 yards on Kansas. So first of all, congratulations. Or, you know, good. this is a moral thing, I think. You know, it was 35-23, but you played with Oklahoma, top six ranks, top six team in the nation. Now, here's the thing with Oklahoma. They came in, and you would think that they were going to play really good on defense. Alex Grinch, our defensive coordinator, coached a couple different places, but he, when he was at Washington State, had decent defenses. Again, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it. He runs that 3-5, looking defense. Maybe it's a 3-2 or a 3-6 or whatever you want to call it. Speed, speed defense. And they were supposed to come in and finally have a defense that was going to really play with their own offense. And they started out that way, and then it's kind of gone down. It's kind of fallen a little bit on their defensive side. So defensively, they struggled to stop um, Kansas. And the offense, when their defense, when they're, I should say this, when their def- offense is not scoring and you're trying to rely on the defense, no thank you. That's not going to work. You're not going to be able to win games at Oklahoma when your defense is struggling. Um, so when Alex Grinch's defense is not going well, the offense just wasn't clicking. They didn't get the run game going. They weren't able to convert. Um, we're going to look at the complete stats here. you got to give credit to Jason being the quarterback at Kansas. He was 17-13, took what the defense gave him, 246 yards and one touchdown. They had David Neal rush for 100 yards. Jason Bean himself ran for 59. So when your quarterback's rolling for 246, you're rushing for 59. You have another running back that's going to rush for 100. You're putting yourself in pretty good position. So Kansas' defense really kept him in this. Kansas just had a simple offensive game plan. But Oklahoma's Oklahoma and overtook. Um, Total yards, Kansas outdid them in total yards. 412, had more passing yards, 246 to 178. Um, the rushing game got a little bit better for Oklahoma in the second half. They had 220 yards rushing versus 166. So they almost slipped up against Kansas. I honestly think they had more film on Williams. He's still trying to figure out how to play. Yeah, he can play. But still, he's a young quarterback coming in to figure this out. There's going to be that little slump. The defense is not Oklahoma's strong suit. So there's going to be some struggles. I just didn't think it was going to be... Of Kansas, um, I mean he. I mean Williams really did bail them out, um, but man, they outscored Kansas thirty-five to thirteen in the second half. They won their sixteenth straight game. Um, the big thing that kind of turned the corner for them was uh, Trevon West. He sparked that Oklahoma offense with a sixty-six yard run. Um, led to Williams uh, throwing a touchdown pass to get them up to 17-14. to 14. And then once that happens, it just kind of disappears on Kansas. Kansas doesn't have the dudes right now. They have a lot of things going on within that program. That's why the previous head coach is gone. So when we're going to look at Oklahoma's schedule, because of this, are they going to slip up? And it's quite possible that they can slip up. Now when we look at their schedule, we got Texas Tech. They just got rid of their head coach. 
Then you got to play Baylor, who's playing pretty well, and they have a defense. Iowa State's going to always play them tough. Then Oklahoma State's playing better. So with this game, to me, talking about overrated, I don't think they're overrated. They are overrated and they're not. I don't really know what the word would be to call them overrated or not overrated. But every year this happens where they dominate, they might slip up in the middle of the season somewhere, or they get into a game like this. They are quote-unquote overrated because I don't see them beating Georgia. I don't see them beating Alabama. I don't even see them beating an old Miss. Um, they may not even be able to beat Ohio State. Now, they're pretty good. Now, next year they're probably going to be better when Williams has a whole gets the system down. You'd have the rest of this year, the offseason. If Oklahoma goes undefeated, they are going to get roundhoused in the first round playing like this, especially with Kansas. Now, Kansas played very, very tough. So you got to give some credit to Kansas. I'm looking at Oklahoma's schedule. I am predicting they lose to Baylor. It's going to be an exciting game, but Baylor's defense is playing well. And if you give more film to Coach Aranda of Williams, he's going to have something dialed up. So I don't know if Oklahoma's overrated, but I don't think they need to be where they're at. They they never should be where they're at. Um, but watch out. I'm going to call that Baylor upsets Oklahoma in that game. Old Miss plays LSU. Now, we all know what's happened with LSU. I've done it before and talked about it before. But Lane Kiffin's name has been thrown around for this LSU job. Now, I could see it happening because it'd be a big splash hire. That offense at LSU will immediately turn around, immediately turn around when he got to Alabama, immediately turn around when he got to FAU, immediately turn around when he got to Ole Miss. Then you're going to have a little bit different players there for their defense. Ole Miss's defense is better this year than it was last year. The thing for me is I would love to see Lane Kiffin just stay there and build something on his own, stay there for a couple years and build it up. But the talk is, you know, LSU is this big-time job and you want him to take in all that stuff. So this was supposed to be an audition for Lane Kiffin. Old Miss comes away with the win, 31-17. to In the first quarter, LSU continued the role like they did against Florida. But then after that, it just kind of was all Old Miss. Old Miss scored 17 in the second, 14 in the third. And then LSU started to figure it out. They scored 10 in the fourth. But Old Miss is kind of beat up. And even though they're beat up, they really went after LSU kind of came back down to earth. It, they had a hard time. You know, they've had, we've talked about the injuries. So for this, was this an audition for LSU, for Lane Kiffin? And I guess yes. I mean, his whole, his whole coaching career is one, but yeah, I mean, I think if Old Miss hires or LSU hires Lane Kiffin, it would be a great hire. I just don't know. Um, I feel really bad for LSU. I really thought they could come in and I didn't pick them to win this game, but I thought it would be a lot closer than what it was. I thought they were going to continue the momentum. Uh, but I mean, Corral played decently well, 18 of 23 for 185 yards. Um, he also had 24 rushing yards. He's a little banged up, so they try to not run him as much. So uh, Connor, the running back at 117 yards. Jaron Ely had 97 yards. They showed up to play. Uh, but Matt Corral's leadership, he's going to be a candidate for the Heisman. LSU just couldn't really get anything going. Um, you know, David Price comes off setting the career record at LSU for rushing yards in the game. Only gets 53. So Old Miss's defense each and every week has gotten better. They have gotten, gotten better. 
They're figuring out the defensive system. So that's why a part of me says Lane Kiffin just stayed all issue. The players have gotten the offense. They're going to figure that part out. You're going to be able to get the score points. Stay and get this defense settled. Old Miss is not a bad job to have. I know LSU is on a different level, but I don't know if I really like it only because I want to see him stay. And again, he goes to LSU. I think next year, you know, Old Miss is coming into LSU, but you talk about fans traveling to throw stuff at him like Jesus. And then the next time he goes to Old Miss, there's going to be something thrown at him that I don't even know. There's going to be bricks. There's going to be shoes. There's going to be more golf balls and everything else. Yeah, but that first quarter, Old Miss looked beat up. LSU comes in all hyped up and, and looks fresh and looks like they did against Florida. And then um, Old Miss just took over. And then, again, you feel bad for LSU. The thing with LSU is, again, I don't want Ed to be fired, but if this is the decision they're going to go with, why do it now? Or why keep him around? He might as well just go now. I know he wants to fight out with his players that he recruited and everything else. But it seems kind of awkward. It seems like you you know you break up with somebody and you live with them, like that type of thing. Or you're in an argument with a roommate and then you stay in the same same place, that type of stuff. Um, but Old Miss looks pretty good, but they're getting beat up. If you play in the SEC, you're going to get beat up. Um, Old Miss, I think they have like a ten percent chance to make the playoffs. We look at their they're going to have a huge game next week against Auburn. If they can win against Auburn. They, then they get have to play Liberty, in which they should win. Then you got a tough game. Like they have the opportunity to go win all of the rest of their games, and if they do, they're going to have a case for maybe the SEC championship. But they lost to Alabama. They're going to make a small case about how Alabama season goes, but they're going to make a case for the playoffs. So that's going to be crazy if Alabama makes it to the SEC championship game and beats Georgia. You'd have to put in Alabama, you'd have to put in Georgia. Old Miss is going to make a case if they win out, win the rest of their games. So it's going to be crazy. Old Miss kind of holds their, you know, their destiny in that aspect, trying to get there. But you know, Old Miss from the go, they had 470 yards versus 326 yards. LSU had more passing yards because they were playing catch up. Um, but Old Miss had 266 266 rushing yards, and LSU only had 77. LSU needs to stick to their gap run schemes to have any sort of, you know, way to try to compete. But looking at their schedule, they got Alabama next. And I'm sorry, LSU, you are not going to beat Alabama. Then you got Arkansas, which some people think they can, but I think Arkansas is playing pretty well. You got University of Louisiana Monroe, should be able to beat them. Then you got Texas A&M, who is playing better. So LSU may only win one game, maybe two tops. And that's going to put an end to Coach Ed Odron. Now, if you win two, you get to a bowl game, and that's fantastic. But... Yeah, I mean, poor LSU. Old Miss really took it to them. Corral's a little beat up, but their defense is starting to figure out their system. And if that defense figures out their system and the offense keeps rolling, that's why I'm talking about Old Miss maybe making a case to make the playoffs because your only loss is Alabama. Now, it depends. If Alabama loses to Georgia, I don't know if Old Miss squeaks their way in. If LSU or Alabama beats Georgia, that makes a huge case for Old Miss saying, look, we lost to that team that beat Georgia, who some of you think is one of the is the, is the absolute best team in this by far, makes a case for them to make it into the college football. And I lose another game, then it's the, the talk's over. Um, but going back to the main point, um, this was an audition, I guess, for Lane Kiffin. People have talked about that, and I think he passed. He's passed this whole year. He passed last year. 
But Lane Kiffin, I think you need to stay at Ole Miss and build that into an LSU. You want to, I know his competitiveness wants to go to LSU, a big-time program. Make this a big-time program, Lane Kiffin. You could be the one that makes this a big-time program. Make it a destination spot. You're a good recruiter. You're good with offense. Those players fit out the defensive system. The younger players are going to figure it out underneath of them. You do that, and you build it up. Your career, people are going to talk about you like this. And who cares about what Mike Wilbon says? You are not a clown. You are a fantastic coach. Stay there and build it up. Now, if you go to LSU, you won't be upset about it. I completely understand. But stay there, build it up. It'll be good. Then we had the big rivalry game. Now, to some, this is not a rivalry game at all anymore because the definition of a rivalry to me is every other year, a year. Um, and so, for example, you can almost call an Alabama-Clemson a rivalry. I think Auburn and Alabama more of a rivalry. They always have been, but that is definitely like like one because every other year it goes, something happens. Now, way back in the day, Tennessee and Alabama um, – World rivalry game. But as of late, I think Alabama's won like 15 in a row, something like that. It's not a rivalry. Um, it, it probably is, but it's not been consistent. It's not it's not fair. I don't really know what the word is, but to me, in my lifetime, it's not really a rivalry. Now, old school Alabama, old school Tennessee, it's a rivalry because Tennessee was good, guys, back in the day. Now, they are getting better. They're not bad right now. They're not playing bad right now. They're figuring it out. Um, that up-tempo offense is pretty good, and if their defense can figure it out. Um, Alabama came away with the win 52-24. to Now, this was a closer game than 52-24. to Tennessee was winning in the first quarter 14-7. to Alabama comes and scores 14 in the second, so they're up 21-14 and a half. 3-3 in the third, and then Alabama's offense just soared off. Their defense started to figure it out. They had just half the dudes more on offense than Tennessee, and they won 50. They scored 28 in the fourth. They scored, win 52-24. to 24. Um, If you want to look at the overall stats, because you guys are all stats people. Alabama had 574 yards compared to 346. 371 passing yards to 282. 203 rushing yards compared to 64. Um, Alabama held the ball for 40 minutes and 26 seconds. Compared into the 19, um, they both turned the ball over one time. Alabama had 33 first downs, which is insane. Um, third down, Alabama was 15 of 20 and 2 of 10. So in the first, in the beginning of the game, you know, Alabama's offense, we're never going to question it. Young was incredible, 31 of 43, 371 yards and two touchdowns. Now on the flip side, Hooker, the other side, he had 282 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He played pretty well, too. But the thing with Alabama, they're going to come down and score. They're going to come down and score. That offensive line, if they can figure it out, they're going to come down and score. No question about their offense. It's their defense. So Achilles' heel for Alabama has been up-tempo offense. So in that first quarter, the up-tempo offense got them. It got them. Now Alabama's defense is not what it was. It's not what it was when you look up front. You have Justin as a defensive end. You have Dale as a nose guard. You have um, uh, Fadrian Mathis as another DN. Those defensive linemen are not playing consistent. They are getting pushed around a little bit. They're not as big as, the, as other Alabama defensive line. But if you want to talk about people that are talking about Alabama, they're not worried about the offense. They are worried about Bryce Young making a mistake, which I don't see. I think he's very poised and very confident in what's going on. He understands the offense. The thing that people are coming about Alabama for is their defense. 
They are saying this is not one of the worst Alabama defenses, but their weaknesses is the seven. Their corners, their safeties are all fine, but they're talking about this. They're calling out their defensive linemen. They're calling out uh, Drew Sanders and Harry Toto and Christian Harris and uh, Will Anderson Jr. and all of them. They are calling them out because you do see at times Alabama's defensive line gets pushed around. The linebackers are getting blocked. They're not flowing to the ball as hard. They're not doing this. Now, I guarantee you, I know we're going into week nine, but I guarantee you they're going to be fine when they go play Georgia. Georgia's at that point right now. But if you look at Alabama last year, as the year went on, they were getting stronger. So I'm going to say by the time they get there, they're going to be stronger because of their speed and conditioning of the strength and conditioning uh, coordinator who does a fantastic job. Yeah, maybe they're not as good as they were, but I guarantee you they're not as beat up. Maybe Georgia's defense is going to be more beat up. Who knows? But I guarantee they're not as beat up. But yes, the big talk is it doesn't seem like the same Alabama. Now, you guys got to realize, they replaced a lot on offense, replaced almost their whole front seven. Not their back end. The back end is fine. It's the inside seven. So when you watch that first quarter, Tennessee does an up-tempo offense. Came from UCF. They're going to run that up-tempo offense. You saw RPOs, you saw play action, you saw getting a line of scrimmage and snapping the ball in 10 seconds. Alabama's Achilles heel has always been, forever, up-tempo offenses. You saw Clemson start to go up-tempo. Texas A&M went up-tempo a little bit. Tennessee, that's all they do is up-tempo. Now what started to happen was Alabama, their dudes, the Jimmy's and Joes, started to take over. You have Nick Saban on the other side to help figure out what's going on. Now, here at Tennessee in a couple of years is going to be something to be reckoned with. But they were pumped up for that game. You know, that's part of the rivalry thing. Like, it is still a rivalry. Now, to us, it may not be, but to them and their programs, yes. I think Nick Saban still considers it a rivalry because he's about history and, and the richness of the history and everything else. But people are calling out Alabama's defense. I think they're going to be fine. Yes, you're right. They're not as big. They're not quite the same. But I think they're going to be not as beat up when we when we get to the SEC championship game. Because um, I, I don't know if Alabama's going to lose another game. The only one they're going to lose, when you look at their schedule, they got LSU, they're not going to lose, New Mexico State, Arkansas. The only one is Auburn. Because Auburn, for some reason, always gets them. Now, Gus is not there anymore, so it may not happen this year. But that is what they're looking at. Um when you look at Alabama, they are talking about their defense. And if they're going to lose, it's going to be because of their defense. And they think Bryce Young's going to make a mistake. I don't think he's going to make a mistake. Uh, but that is the problem. And when you start getting short passes, RPOs, and you're f- sucking down their guys, you can throw it deep, which has happened a couple times to make up for their inside seven. So for like Tennessee, they could not get the run game going. So people talk about the run game. Well, Tennessee's offensive line is not the best, but they handled the run game. It was the pass game. It was the RPO stuff and going up tempo. And when they go up tempo, if they break a tackle inside that front seven, so there is some talk to that, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're as bad as everybody says, but if you're going to, because we hold them to the Alabama standard for years. So when they're not up to that par, it's noticeable. So I think that's why people talk about that. But like Cedric Tillman had 152 yards um, and then 59, 39, 18. Yeah, I mean, again, Nick Saban's kind of fallen into it's okay to give up some of the yards, but we can't allow all the points. So people are going after Alabama. And again, it's different. Like, if you're a decent year in and year out, 
wherever the weakness is, the next year is hard to see. But when Alabama's up here and they have the year like they did last year, then the defense is playing the way they are. It's so like it's a big difference. Not saying they're bad. They're not. But I guess that is their quote-unquote weakness. But I don't think we need to go overboard and say they are terrible. I don't think we need to go overboard and say that they're not going to be able to compete against Georgia in the NCAA championship game if they get past Auburn. I don't think that. And I think by the time they get there, their bodies are not going to be as beat up. You know, they're going to have this week off. The way their speed and conditioning goes, they get stronger as the year goes on. I don't think they're going to be as beat up as other teams are. Other teams' offenses are starting to get a little beat up. A little bit of their defense are going to beat up. I don't see Alabama getting beat up. I see them staying fresh. Now, could Georgia get them because they have these dudes? Absolutely. Could Auburn get them because they have confidence and they're on a roll and figuring stuff out and it's Auburn and they always figure it out? Absolutely. But I think we need to take a break, pump the brakes about Alabama's defense. I think they're going to be just fine. Tennessee is going to be good, too. That's my last point for this. Tennessee is going to be good. They're going to be reckoned with. That up-tempo offense is going to be hard for them. That is Alabama's Keeley's heel is up-tempo offense. Watch out for Tennessee. Their quarterback played pretty well. They got pumped up for that game. When you're Alabama, you're going to get the best shot all the time. But this was a good game despite the score. Alabama had to come in and score 28 in the fourth. That offense is crazy. Young is a great quarterback. The offensive line, they're they're new. Once an offensive line really meshes here at the end of the year, going into these big games, watch out for Alabama. But I think we need to pump the brakes on their defense. I think they're just fine. I think they're going to be fine, guys. It's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. They'll figure it out. It's all good. It's all good. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Wanted to recap those and talk about those because we all know, you know, Roll Tide, like Alabama, love Alabama, Nick Saban guy. And want to discuss, can't go all all week without discussing Lane Kiffin or LSU or anything else. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the affiliates in the description below. Please go like and subscribe. Go check out everything. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We are out. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Podcasting is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Introducing the science of a podcast, hosted by Spreaker from iHeart. This weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry, from success, growth, and technology to the varying challenges we all face. This is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss. New episodes launch every Tuesday. Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.